Journey to the Nativity, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. The Feast of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus, is one of the most joyful days of the Orthodox Church. It's also known as the Incarnation of Christ. As Orthodox Christians, this means that we celebrate that Jesus became a man and came into the world to save us. This is the Journey to the Nativity. Today we bring to you our first segment in our new series, Journey to the Nativity. To begin this journey, we have the great pleasure of being joined by the President of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, Dr. John Sadomatis. Dr. John Sadomatis will be answering a few of our questions on how to best prepare for the Nativity of our Lord. Dr. John Sadomatis, welcome. My pleasure to be here. Our first question is, what place does Christmas have in our Orthodox Church? For us, uh, uh, living in Australia, the difference will not be to be that great. Um, here, in the predominantly Catholic and Protestant uh, religions in Australia, um, we see as uh, Christmas being portrayed as being uh, the one big celebration, one big feast for all Christians. For us Orthodox, however, resurrection is the number one of all the feasts. As St. John, uh, San Gregory, the theologian says, it is the feast of feasts and the festival of festivals. However, St. John the Chrysostom, on the other hand, does say about Christmas that it is the metropolis of all the feasts. And of course, uh, we cannot really separate the two. Uh, the significance of resurrection, it's obvious uh, because it means that we are being uh, uh, not dead anymore. Death is no more with resurrection. And this is why the Orthodox Church is also known as the Church of the Resurrection. However, uh, the, we cannot separate the two the, because the divine energies, they have equal place and meaning in the mystery of divine economy. And generally, in that plan of God for salvation of the world, the nativity cannot be justified without the resurrection. And of course, the resurrection cannot be understood or even take place without the nativity. Uh, so it is one of the obviously the greatest uh, of the greatest feasts uh, in of course we must say here that in the east it came from the west in the fourth century it uh, used up to that time to be celebrated with epiphany and uh, then it was separated uh, around the fourth century and it is celebrated on the 25th of december and and so on um, if we follow closely the hymnology uh, of the Feast of uh, Nativity, we will find there uh, in very simple lines, more or less, the great plan of our Creator to save 
humankind. Um, so uh, it is uh, a great feast in, in our Orthodox Church and uh, uh, with regards to, for example, preparing ourselves for it, uh, when we compare the two lengths, there is 40 days for Easter, 40 days before Christmas as well, but it is a difference, of course, that it is less strict. The, the, feast, the, the, the fasting uh, for, uh, Christ, for, uh, for, for the Nativity is uh, um, not as strict as, as it is at Lent uh, period, before the Resurrection. Um, we are allowed to have fish, for example, um, except, of course, Wednesdays and Fridays, and up to the 17th of December. After the 17th of December, we have a stricter fasting. Um, but apart from that, um, it is a great feast that we also have to prepare uh, ourselves. Orthodox should prepare ourselves uh, in, a, according, in accordance with all the messages that we take during the time from now, from the beginning, to the Christmas Day. Thank you for that great insight, Dr. John. The second question is, how can we best prepare for Christmas? What are some of the obstacles we may face in this current secular society in which we live? Well, this is an issue that comes up every time there is a big celebration coming our way. How do we best prepare for it? You could ask the same question, of course, before, before the Lent, or before Easter and so on. But because of the uh, specific uh, situation that we are in, being in Australia, as we said in the beginning, and living um, the period of the holidays, maybe that question is very important for us. Uh, uh, how to best prepare? We should uh, um, say from the beginning that any uh, religious uh, celebration. Um, we have to approach it in a spiritual way rather than a material, external way. Uh, when it comes to Christmas, this is very, very important from, because on the one hand we have so many distractions in the world that we live in that uh, usually come from the outside, from the external, from the exterior, uh, the superficial, the temporal. Um, things that they distract us, as we said before, we're on holidays, this is the festive season, every, every, the whole nation goes on holidays. Of course, this year because of the coronavirus, maybe things will be different, but at any rate, to prepare spiritually for Christmas or any other big celebration, we have to understand we've got to take part in the feast, not on the external, but on the inside. What does it do to me, to my inner self, to my spiritual self? They, the people nowadays, um, it seems that uh, they go through this great feast of our church, having a good time, you know, the big banquets, uh, although I think it's the, uh, the turkey now uh, and whatever else, 
having a very good time. The, of course, the presents uh, and all this. We, we seem to be preparing long time before that for all these external things. And we do not leave time to ourselves, for ourselves, to, see, to seek the deeper meaning of Christmas. Uh, we, we say, well, these events are too far away, too, 21 centuries away, and we think they are too far away from us, we cannot actually approach them in any sp spiritual way. In fact, what is really happening is when our hearts are distanced from God and from the event, then this is what distances us from the event. Because when God intervenes in the history of mankind, there is no time. God is timeless. The event for us, Orthodox, happens that day. Simeron Yenate. Today he is born. So if we are close to the events, when they, our heart is close to these events, then we will be close to the meaning of Christmas. And we can prepare ourselves in that way. Uh, if our hearts are taken away, I repeat, from the external things, obviously we will not have time for the spiritual. I'm talking even for people that go to church, people who are religious in a way. We go to church, but it seems our minds are still at the presents, at the Christmas trees, at the banquet we're waiting for us, at the good time we're going to have with our friends, and so on. And it's very little in the deeper meaning. So, how would we best prepare for that? I think we have to follow the life of the church very closely. And the church prepares us right through the 40 days. As we come towards Christmas, the readings from, uh, from the Gospel and from the Epistle are all relevant to the great feast of Christmas coming. Two weeks before Christmas, we have the forefathers. Now, they're all the righteous and just people of the sacred history or in the Old Testament, that they played a, a role in preparing humankind for the arrival of the Savior, the forefathers. A Sunday before Christmas, we have the generations of human people, of the people that they were in line to come to either Mary, the mother of Christ, or uh, Joseph, his protector. We see his generations, in a way, uh, uh, as far as uh, the, the human uh, kind was involved in it. And we are prepared right through. Uh, uh, if we live the life of the church during Christmas, we will find that uh, during, for example, the, uh, the, the royal hours, the, the day before or thereabouts, we are having all the, the, the history of the plan of God from the Old Testament to the New Testament, for all that to be prepared for the Savior to come. It is uh, an event that I can dwell in it, 
if I approach it with my heart, as I said in the beginning. And this is the only way to really prepare myself. Now, I, I do not mean that we cannot give a present to our uh, fellow uh, people, to, the, to our relatives, to the, the, the friends and so on. But this will be adding to the spiritual uh, feelings that are overwhelming me completely during that time because I live the mystery of the Son of God becoming the Son of Man in order for him to make me God-like. As St. Athanasius the Great says, God becomes man so that man can become like God. So I repeat, only by living the life of the church we can really prepare ourselves. Because, as you said, the obstacles, what are the obstacles? There are many. We mentioned the, exter the, exter the exterior, the external world, the, uh, the ephemeral things that take our, away our minds. There is, there is this alteration, this change that can happen in the souls of people when they are taken over by the external things to blunt their spiritual um, vision in a way, like uh, it's blunted, sort of like blinded a bit by the worldly things and then everything is distorted and Christ himself becomes distorted. Uh, a Christ that doesn't cost me very much. We can see from that that uh, this is not a Christ that can save, a Christ that can come, has come in order to change me and make me uh, able to become a heavenly child of the Heavenly Father. So uh, the, the, the obstacles in, in, one world, uh, in one word is the world around us, all the attractions that it carries for us, and for us to observe in order to, to, to withstand that, to oppose that, to live the life of the church with uh, the preparation and, of course, partaking in the sacraments and in that way partaking, in fact, in that resurrection, in, the, in that uh, uh, incarnation by renewing myself in that mystery that he has made me able to partake in, the Son of God who has become like me in order to save me. Thank you very much for the very heartfelt response and you touched on the Incarnation which brings us to our last question. The Nativity celebrates the Incarnation of Christ. What aspects of the Incarnation specifically should we reflect on during this time? There is a lot of uh, uh, different things to take uh, from any great celebration and of course uh, Christmas being one of them there is a lot of meanings, a lot of messages uh, to, to, to take out. Specifically, I would uh, go the, the, the event of the Son 
of God becoming the Son of Man. As we said before, it's in that plan of salvation. Is to recapitulate, anakephaleosi, recapitulate the human race. We had lost our way, we were not going anywhere, only the certain road to destruction. He comes to, in a way, to recast the human uh, race. He becomes the new Adam. What does that mean? He came to renew us. And we know in the Bible how often Christ, he will speak about this renewal, about renew, renewing ourselves. He, he came to, to do everything new. Um, it's an opportunity for us. And I think as a first message that Christmas would give me and everyone, uh, Orthodox, I would think, to think of us, how we can recast ourselves in a more spiritual manner to become more spiritual. Surely the life that we live, if it is uh, the daily, uh, very mundane uh, life, uh, uh, the, the, the repetitive nature of, of the life that we do tend to live, if there is not uh, the spiritual dimension in that. I think Christmas is an opportunity to and it reminds us of the importance that personally I have to spiritually renew myself continually because this is how I fulfill myself. This is how I can get out of the temporal and the mundane, the everyday repetitive nature of my life into making it really exciting into becoming somebody who has dreams, real dreams, of joining others in the church and becoming the body of Christ, that although we are here, we have a destination which surpasses anything that this world can offer, and I mean heaven. This recapitulation of the whole world with the coming of Christ as a first message, it would be to, for me and for everyone else, I hope of all the listeners there, that we should uh, uh, renew, uh, we, we should try hard to con continually renew ourselves because with the coming of Christ, we have a new world and that requires a new person from me. So, so that would be my first uh, a uh, specific aspect of the Incarnation as a message to everyone. The second one, we are talking about, uh, um, we said before about presence. And of course many make the, and I think this is very widely spread in the, among the Protestant Christians, that uh, we had the presence from heaven, Christ, and this is why we also give presence to everyone around us. If it is true, in a way, the Orthodox we can think that way, but if we are spiritually inclined, we have a completely different meaning here. Uh, I think it will be known to many of our listeners, and to you, uh, the story of son uh, uh, Geronimus, uh, uh, father of uh, uh, one of the early century fathers, that who visited Bethlehem, and uh, on the night of nativity, 
there he was and contemplating uh, with his pr uh, prayer to to the newly born Christ, contemplating what present should he bring him. And uh, when he was in, in that uh, um, spiritual uh, state, he heard the voice of Christ tell him, telling him, Geronimus, I want, to, I want you to give me your sins. Now, sounds strange, and yet I think it is a very specific aspect for Christmas to understand that this is the best present for Christ. Uh, the broken and contrite heart, as David puts it in his 50th Psalm, the repentant heart. Uh, this uh, God uh, will not demise, I think that's the word, will, will not neglect it. Um, I, I think as the best present from us to Christ, it will be uh, the sincere um, confession before our spiritual father, wherever that's possible, of course, and, and, and uh, to make an effort then to stick by that decision that we've taken to change life. That will be another aspect. And as a, a third aspect, I suppose, something we can escape from, how important for anyone, any human being, it's the virtue of humility. He becomes, he, the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. He becomes man. And I think Son Isaac, the Syrian, I think he says that he dresses humility, humility, that Christ dresses himself up with humility in order to appear like one of us, in order to save us. Now, that's a great uh, lesson, and we know, of course, in his life, in his life afterwards, Christ not just preaches about humility, but he is the humble person. He tells tell us to learn from him because he is meek and humble at heart. Uh, so, how important it is then with this great uh, celebration coming up Christmas to exercise the virtue of humility. I'll become a much uh, better person in myself. I will have a lot more to offer to my fellow human beings around me. Uh, and most importantly, that is the field, humility, that all the other Christian virtues can be cultivated and grow and make me uh, uh, um, the beloved child of the Heavenly Father. As I said before, there is many, many aspects of the incarnation that would take us messages, uh, as teachings, but I don't think we have much more time, so I'll stop here. Thank you very much for your time, Dr. John, and your great insight in answering our questions. Galakristuyuna. My pleasure to be here, and Galakristuyuna to everyone. We hope that you've enjoyed this edition of Journey to the Nativity. For more spiritually edifying Orthodox talks and podcasts, 
be sure to head to orthodoxjourney.com.